<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Is in Montero State Prison. Baby, bet, ay, Cobra X, ay, couple Grammys on him, couple plaques, ay, that's a fat, ay, throw it back, ay, throw it back, ay, and this one is for the champion. Ain't lost since I began, yo. Funny how you said he was the yeah, yo. Then I went and did it again, yo. I told you long ago on the road, I got what they were. Ladies and gentlemen, Sons of Slam is back. We are back and better than ever. Sons of Slam on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. My name is Chris Mindell along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Sir, it's good to see you again. It's good to see you too, buddy. Thanks, man. What's going on? Not much. I do have a question, though. Did you know that song like as a song, or did you know that song as like a TikTok trend? I knew it as a song. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, me too. <laughs> What's the trend? Uh, I don't know. I just remember hearing it all over the place. Yeah. No, all no. over my Instagram. I knew it as a song. First, I saw him performance on SNL, and then they came out and blew up on the radio. Uh, that could be it. Maybe it's not TikTok. Maybe I did just hear it on the radio. I don't listen to the radio, so if it does turn on, it's just whatever garbage is being spewed out nowadays. <laughs> That it is, that it is. Uh, all right, so what a week in change. I mean, we, we've been on... We can change? Well, we were on, like, right before uh, Crown Jewel made, made our predictions, made some very right predictions, and, and uh, it seemed like... I think I went 100%. I'm just going to say that right now. I'm probably wrong, but... I definitely did not. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so we, we were on last week, talked about... Uh, crown jewel coming up and then shit hit the fan like a lot a lot of shite yeah between botches and belts drops botches and, and bitches botches what? belts and bitches oh my jeez, just, <laughs> just absolutely <laughs> insane um yeah let's let's talk about some stuff shall we so first off i would love 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 to uh not that uh oh you know what no they do they listen um i'd love to congratulate carmella and uh cory graves on their engagement as they announced yes, that on bravo. social media. Golf clap. Golf. There we go. Um, good for him. 
Good for him. Good for her too. Good for, yeah, okay, sure. But good for good him. for her. Good for him. Though. Good for him. <laughs> good for her. Yeah, yeah, but him, yes. Good, good for her. Good yeah, for him. Good for him. Congratulations. Good for him to the two of them. Uh, Tony Khan made a comment about the uh, dwindling uh, ratings uh, for Rampage. Uh, he said that uh, he was defending his his uh, products on Friday nights since it had a good, uh, well, not good, it had an amazing uh, debut. Uh, and then it had uh, you know the CM Punk episode there, and things were great for those first two. And then it just kind of started dwindling down. And I think the idea of pre-recorded shows doesn't help. It's also 10, 10 p.m. doesn't help. <laughs> so there's a combination I, I of many things. I think the biggest thing, yeah. It is definitely a combination of many things. I think the biggest thing in that combination is the Friday night 10 p.m. gimmick. Mm. Because the thought of them having that lead-in of SmackDown beforehand, mm. which is not really a lead-in, but it keeps the wrestler, the wrestling viewer, mm-hmm. the wrestling consumer uh, in in that frame of mind where they're like, hey, I'll just... Tony Khan is also banking that all, most of his... Uh, Fans are nerds, and they're going to be home at Friday night at, at 10 p.m. Right. Which I would say a vast majority of them are. But why, why do you make that assumption? Because I am. Okay. But, <laughs> but and okay. you definitely are. Home on a Friday night? No, a nerd. Oh, a nerd. Oh, a lead nerd, Absolutely. As I stare at all three look at all my Back to the Future posters behind you. <laughs> look at them all. Look at them all in their all their glory. Movie release quality, Back to the Future Part 1, Twa and Three. Yeah. You get it. Uh-huh. You get yeah, it. Nerdum. Nerdum runs rampant. Yes, no, I get it. Exactly. I get it. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think uh, the Friday night. is. I don't think it's a big recorded episode issue. I think if they like, Saturday morning, ten p.m. ten a.m. You want to go old school like WCW? I want to go Saturday, old old school. Saturday morning, uh, like superstars, like WWE superstars, WWF superstars. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. And you can't do it Saturday night mm-hmm. because I mean, uh, well, yeah, you can't do it Saturday night. Can't do it Sunday night. You can't do it Sunday morning. That's football. Mm-hmm. Football has uh, taken over the one day of the week that was normally reserved for Jesus Christ. And okay. um, they ran with it. Mm-hmm. Most people attend the church of the NFL and not the church of modern day saints. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is the first one that came to my head. Here we go with that. Um, he was talking, Khan was at the Monaco Streaming Film Festival, which is a thing. Um, and he was asked about his uh, dwindling rampage ratings. He said, It took us two years for Dynamite to hit number one of the week. Only took us two weeks for Rampage to do that. Our second episode has hit that. It's a challenge Friday nights at 10 o'clock to get good viewership. So he freely admits that. He goes on to say, we've seen great audience, great audiences, though, relative to the time slot. We're still being top in the slot. And I really believe with our fan base, they follow us as long as we promote it. and keep delivering great matches. They follow us practically everywhere we go because they really love AEW. Unquote. I mean, that's true. We do really love AEW. Uh, I, I don't doubt that. I don't love watching wrestling at 1030 at night. Um, not that I would, and I haven't because I've done that high baked eating you know, pizza, but you know, it just, it seems like a weird, a weird time. Uh, 
And it's the only day that that could work, by the way. Uh, I'm just, I'm putting that out there because it's it's true. Uh, the only day that that could work is a Friday night because you know people have <laughs> jobs the next day and no one will be staying up till eleven until uh, uh, eleven at night. And so it only works on Fridays. But uh, I think he, yeah, as you said, he's trying to capitalize on SmackDown uh, that lead in, and uh, and now it's just also on a side note. It seems like Vince who has gone on first firstly to say on record that he doesn't care about AEW and, and that kind of competition is going head to head with him uh with AEW yeah. uh especially that that half hour and then and then he went to head to head this past Saturday with a repeat of Smackdown which beat AEW Saturday night dynamite yeah that the was repeat. a little worried that's a little worrisome <laughs> we can talk about that little little nugget that Smackdown this past Saturday which was a repeat of uh, the the after show of uh, Crown Jewel basically, and the debut. It was the season premiere because only wrestling has season premieres, even though it's a year round product. Um, it was a season premiere for Raw and SmackDown, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it's it's weird that they call it a uh, season premiere. Um, that they called that they had a repeat of the season premiere and it still beat a live AEW Saturday Night. I don't get that. Why wouldn't they just, in wrestling, it's not like it's the, you know, granted, Major League Baseball has an opening day. They have a quote-unquote season premiere. Mm-hmm. And that takes up six months of everybody's time. Wrestling takes up 12 months. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you just have the season premiere? In January? On January 1st. <laughs> right. Or whenever the first week, of the first Monday of January is. Agreed. I mean, yeah, they're doing a pay per view on New Year's Day. That's cool. That's yeah, but that doesn't really count towards. I agree. It doesn't. I agree. Listen, lead in with Royal Rumble. Get that, let that storyline sink in for the rest of the year up until you know WrestleMania, and then you have the rest of the year, and then the season finale will be whatever your pay per view is in December. I agree. I like it. Normally TLC. I like it, which is not happening apparently this year because of day one, which I'm rather upset about. Mm. Because TLC always falls around my birthday. Always. Sorry. And before that, uh, I believe it was 2009 Armageddon. Do you know what happened in Armageddon in either 08 or 09? Remind me. That's when Jeff Hardy finally captured the WWE title. Blonde hair, wife beater Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> captured that title and then he went on top of all the all the rocks that were on the stage and he held it up i remember that so vividly jeff hardy so vividly now granted that was on my birthday Hmm. it was december 14th 2008 or 2009 whichever year it was i remember it so vividly still didn't buy the (laughs) pay-per-view so would you steal it no, I just watched Raw the next day. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> After all that. <laughs> I was one of those guys where I was like, I don't need the pay-per-view. If I watch Raw, they're going to tell me everything that happened. Right. <laughs> one of those. Which it worked for a while. I'll wait for it two. really did. I'll wait 24 hours. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see it live. But this was, two th- let's say it was 2008, right? Oh. Uh. I was real big on MySpace. <laughs> Facebook was barely a thing in, in my life yet. It wasn't in my life yet. Did you have the, like, the music with the... The background and the and the of pictures, course. And all that stuff. Huh? Had my top eight set up. Everybody was was suddenly uh, uh, 
uh, web designers <laughs> with MySpace. They were just yeah. like, I need the code to get this background and blah, blah, blah. I think like my generation, like the people that were in high school between my freshman year and, and senior year, mm. I think were the last people to like truly know what MySpace was. It was a glorious like, to time. To really have that. To a- really know that you have only eight people and someone's going to get pissed off at you. <laughs> It was a glorious time in social media. It was great. There was no fighting online. It was, there was just, no fighting. There was no fake news. No fake news. It was just. Was, I mean, there probably was. We just didn't know about it yet. Right. Well, it wasn't as prominent as it is now. <laughs> people just admiring other people's pages and how you cool, just had how celebrity cool death hoaxes. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's it. That's just right. celebrity death hoaxes, and then, and then a day later you go, "Hey, this guy's hey, alive." Still alive. They Remember had the a, Frankie Muniz one. Yeah, he had to come out and basically say, "I'm still here, guys." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was at least a decade ago. Now, yeah, everybody was like, "What happened to Frankie Muniz? He died." Well, no, he died. He didn't die. He, he wow he went off the <laughs> the radar because he went into uh, race car driving. Yes, he did. And so people were like, "He's not acting anymore. He must be dead." <laughs> so yeah. like Frankie Muniz dead. It Malcolm 20. in the middle to middle of the pack. There you go. But thank you. Be here all night. Wow. Um, what else you got? That's uh, ratings talk. From continued from last week. What else you got? So I listen to a lot of podcasts. Sure, sure. Mainly comedy based podcasts because I like to get away from the monotony the monotony of the world. Um, Fair enough. This podcast in particular is called "Are You Garbage?" <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I highly suggest. I, I like everybody. Everybody, yeah. go watch this podcast. Are you garbage? Who who is the host of Set Park Podcast? It is just we're promoting, two. We're promoting another podcast, and it's only fair that they do the same. But go ahead. It's just two. I won't even say their names, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't want to promote it, that's fine. But are you garbage? I will say because I I, I stand by it. It's it's not even like well known comedians. They're just two really up and coming comedians who mm-hmm. decided to put this podcast together. Two guys from Philly, mm-hmm. and they it, it's a game. It's essentially a game. They used to play it on the way to road gigs with themselves. Be like, hey, did you do this? Did you do this? Let me ask you a question, Chris. Mm-hmm. Have you ever eaten, have you ever drinking milk with dinner? No. Ever? Ever? I mean, maybe as a kid, but not Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Like as a memory. kid, did you ever drink milk with dinner? I wasn't really a milk drinker. Uh, I had it with my cereal, but probably, probably not. Honestly, probably but like, not. But like, okay, that, see, that's a classy move. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, a lot, a real trash move is if you drink, like you're going to be, as a kid, you would eat spaghetti and meatballs mm-hmm. and then go wash it down with a cup of milk. <laughs> I think, okay. I find that gross, but okay. Yeah. It's pretty, it's delicious, but it's trash. <laughs> so you, you're, you're freely admitting that you're trash. Got it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I am. Come on. You're crazy. <laughs> Look at all the hat. You just see a handful of hats that are hanging up. Oh, that makes you, me that right makes now. you trash. My whole wall. That makes you trash that you have hats. It's just, I'm a, I'm trash. You just you just I'm, I'm now really curious. Gotta look into it now. <laughs> now I'm curious as to the the these gentlemen's uh, judging abilities. Like what are they, how are they judging this on based on? They are trash. Got it. Okay. They freely so, admit it. They so go. They we're garbage people. Right. But we want to determine if other people, mostly famous comedians, are garbage. Are people. also garbage people. Got it. Uh, do you put on your socks last? Or what, like right after you put on your underwear? Right after I put my underwear. Yeah. See, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm sure. But other people, other other people are like, well, why would you do that? Socks go on last. Uh, like you put your clothes on and then you put the socks on. That's yes. that's psychotic. It's psycho. No, that's that's psychotic. Yeah, no, no, absolutely not. I don't get that. Yeah, that's not trash. It makes just... no sense. Now, I think it's just a fat guy. I'm like, yeah, why would I put on my nice pants and then put on my socks? Right, no, no. Socks, my socks go on, then the pants go on to see yeah. length of bottom. Yeah, you're, it doesn't. Dealing with psych- psychotic people on this podcast. Go ahead. Regardless, they had two other Philly comics who have another podcast called Dad Meat. Not even get into that one. Mm. There was one line they had on there that made me laugh hysterically. He goes, so the other two guys had kids. And the host of the show goes, so because you both have kids, what's the crumb situation under your couch cushions? Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious just to think about. Because if you look under your couch cushions, there's definitely, especially if you have kids, there's definitely crumbs. True. So the both guys, the both guests on there were like, it's a fucking nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. Mm. One of the guys goes, I can say without any certainty that that's what started the Chris Benoit situation. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That took a sudden turn that I was not expecting. So wow. to make a long okay. story short, <laughs> uh-huh. that's how it relates to wrestling. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. I had to, I normally don't write down stuff like that, but with this situation, Lord. I was like, you know what? That's a guy. I got to bring this little show. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> go clean your... <laughs> the moral of the story is go clean your couches right now before murder yeah. happens. Um, yeah, murder suicide. Get it right. Come on, yeah, right. give the manners respect. There's no respect. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, I want to talk about Friday. Well, let's we we talked about uh, no, you know what? Let's talk about Crown Jewel, right? Right, yes. Or is there anything else before we hit Crown Jewel? Um, I have one more thing outside the ring, actually. I'm going, really I'm going in order of, of timeline with, with the week. Yes, go ahead. Well, this happened a little later on in the week. Mm. You know what? I'll get it to it on Friday because it has to do with Friday night. Friday night. Okay. So uh, just go over uh, Crown Jewel, uh, the results here. So first off, um, I, w- I want to make a point that uh, it, it is uh, just very apparent to me um, in watching their regular product and then their pay-per-view product that it seems like there's two totally separate writing teams for everything like so now there's three actually there's there's one for raw there's one for smackdown and there's one for their pay-per-views i'm sure that's not the case i'm almost guaranteed that's not the case but it seems to me that that's the case because man that all their pay-per-views are really good and all their their actual like weekly products suck ass like except smackdown's good but but let's talk about raw basically um but man, what a great pay per view! And this is the the first one I can honestly say for a Saudi product, um, that I thoroughly enjoyed. I I liked it <laughs> from uh, from beginning to end. And I will also admit that <laughs> for the first time in a very long time, I enjoyed a Goldberg match. Shit, there it is. That's, That's not, what no, I was that, waiting I'm, for. Yeah, <laughs> it has to be something to be proud of. It just it's one match, but he he. I give him credit for going more than five minutes, and I also give him credit for doing spots that I would not expect a over fifty year old man of his stature and lack of mobility to do. And he did it, especially that leap off the uh, off the stage. Uh, kudos, <laughs> kudos to both of them for for pulling that off. 
Uh, that's really quick. People forget that, that Bobby Lashley is forty, like he's forty-four years old. Mm-hmm. He's he's no spring chicken. He's either. no spring, but he, I mean, he looks great. Um, oh, yeah, he's in incredible shape. Uh, let's go really quickly through the the lineup here. So pre-show is Usos versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, Usos won that one. Uh, kicking shocker, it's yeah, shocker. Uh, Helen Cell kicking things off, which was absolutely outstanding. Uh, with Edge and Seth Rollins. Um. We want to say that might have been match of the night. It, it probably was match of the night. Uh, Mansoor and uh, Mustafa Ali. Uh, Mansoor getting the win. I do want to talk about that really quick. Please. I enjoyed that match. Okay. So did I. And I'll tell you why. Sure. We knew going into it that Mansoor is a superhuman in the Sa- in the, in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> he is like their Superman. Legit. Okay. Un- he is their Superman. Undefeated. That being said... <clears throat> Going into this show, mm-hmm. all of like prior to this show, all of Monstor's matches have just been, "Hey, go wrestle, you're gonna win." Mm-hmm. This one actually had a really good story going into it, mm-hmm. which is underrated, by and the it way. delivered. Un- underrated because it's it was such it's such a mid card scenario for them and mid card talent, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it, it, it delivered. It absolutely yeah. delivered. Yeah. It was amazing. Absolutely. And then you had that whole surprise at the end with his name is, forgot to write it down, Tarig. Last Am name. I right on that? T-A-R-E-G. Tarig. Yeah. Yep. Oh, right. I'm not even going to try the last name. I'm going to take that as a W for me. I made Hamedi. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't getting that. H-A-M-E-D-I. Tarig Hamedi. Which I, I didn't know, as far as uh, being a Saudi Saudi Arabian uh, Olympiad, um, in karate, but it basically uh, it came down in and everybody seemed like they didn't just didn't know what the hell was going on. He was masked up, and he had his uh, gi on, and then he took his mask off, and everybody kind of cheered, and and they kicked uh, Mustafa in the face, <laughs> and Mansoor uh, got up, beautiful and they, kick. They raised uh, each other's hands, and and that was that. Um, I did know that guy was going to show up. Only because there were reports about it okay. beforehand. There were reports came out about uh, surprises at Crown Jewel. His name was in there, and the Undertaker's name was in there because Undertaker was in. He was in Saudi Arabia to. Did you hear about this? I know that he was in Saudi Arabia. I didn't see what he was there for. He was in Saudi Arabia. Came out in full gimmick to introduce Pitbull at a music festival. That's. Some stupid. <laughs> That's listen. It's stupid unless you get paid really well, and then. I mean, yeah, he got paid millions of dollars probably for that. Sure. That appearance. Sure. Just to say, this is Pitbull. Pitbull. <laughs> Mister Three Hundred Five. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> I'm sure he came out and was like, "All right, Mark, I got it. I got it from here. Thanks." Yeah, <laughs> Mister Three Hundred Five. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. So there was that. Uh, they showed the they showed the camels at the beginning of the the night, and then it was like, "There's got to be a, a, a reason why they're here." You got to use said them. that. I said that in my head too. Got to use like them. someone's riding it. Got to use them. And then sure enough, they introduce RK Bro. Riddle comes out, runs back, and there's like a, a good like minute of awkwardness, and then he comes out on a camel. Just absolutely outstanding. Outstanding. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just waiting. Uh, honestly, I'm waiting for that to implode, and that's probably going to happen. 
uh, sometime December, January. That will be the best storyline on Raw when they do when Randy turns on Riddle. I mean, I, unless Riddle turns, you turns on Randy, which I don't see happening. That, that, listen, do that now. <laughs> Not now, but do it. <laughs> like, write that as part of the, the storyline here. If Riddle can turn on an RK, uh, on uh, Randy Orton, and RK Bro is nothing anymore as for, because of Riddle, that'd be awesome. You wouldn't expect it. You, you always think it's, it's uh, Orton. Uh, they retain against... You should uh, call that tag team Bro- Broton. Broton? Never mind. Bad idea. AJ Styles and Omos take the loss on that one. Uh, <laughs> Zelina Vega is your new and first ever Queen's Crown uh, champion. Queen's Crown from? From? Queens, New York. Is she really? Represent. Oh. Yeah. Little teeny tiny Zelina. From Queens. Here's a little teeny tiny uh, Easter egg for you. She actually went to high school on Long Island. Only reason I know that is because I worked at a radio station and he goes, oh, you're into wrestling, right? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, oh, I used to go to high school with uh, Zelina Vega. And I'm like, are you talking about Thea Trinidad? He was like, wow. <laughs> you so really you are a fan. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, Thea, yeah. So congratulations to her. Uh, the aforementioned Goldberg uh, beat Lashley, uh, as, as I as I called. Uh, you you know, did. Bitch, you guessed and you, you're right. I'll say it, sing it myself. Yeah. Uh, so Goldberg wins. Woo! When, <laughs> woo. Uh, Goldberg wins that one against Lashley, and again, I I enjoyed that one. I was uh, surprised, <laughs> thoroughly surprised at that one. Uh, not surprised though at Xavier Woods winning, uh, beating Finn Balor, but an amazing match. Uh, just because you know, Finn never. I uh, hope he goes all King Booker with it. Uh, he really should. <laughs> he really should. Yeah. I, listen, his his dream apparently has been, and they. If you didn't know before, you knew during this. Oh, it's you paper definitely view. knew during they, the match. They shoved it down your throat. <laughs> Xavier Woods has been talking about being king of the ring for years, and so he he did it. I genuinely thought Michael Cole was going to pull out the boyhood dream line. <laughs> the boyhood dream. I swear. I swear. I was. That's I was like, be. he's going to say when when Woods wins. Like the boyhood dream <laughs> is mean, now a reality of being king of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> you got to save that for like a championship. <laughs> he wants to be king of the ring his entire life. Okay. He goes. He goes up to Vince, and Vince is like, "You're gonna, you're gonna be the king." He's like, "Oh, I always looked up to like, you know, Brett and and Yokozuna and Mabel." And then and Mabel. Goes, okay. And then he goes and Owen, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" He's easy. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> you can't say that, dude. Maybe one day, but not now. Yeah, Come not on, now. Dude. Definitely not now. Yeah. They're saying over AEW, but not uh, not here. Um, Big E retains against uh, Drew McIntyre in in a match that was that was good, but it seems like it was like of of the championship matches, like the the lesser. Uh, yes, it's kind of weird. It got like no no play. It's just it's weird that it just kind of was there. I enjoyed the Goldberg match more than I did that match. Yes. Yeah. Which is weird, especially because they messed up. They, they, I don't like when they mess with the champions finishers. I don't care how big and scary the other guy is, mm. but nobody as WWE champion, big nobody should be kicking out of of the big ending. Right. Ever, right? I'll be I, same at the end of, at the later on when Biggie kicked out of the Claymore. Nobody should be kicking out of the Claymore. It hurts the reputation of the wrestler, unless it's a pay per view that's uh, a major pay per view. I guess. I mean, that's like, that's like gonna, the only time that you ever see anybody. Unless Drew was going to win, unless he was actually going to win, I would say kick out. Mm. But then they did the, the they both kicked out of each other's finishers. Yeah. Well, it I mean, was. I I did not like that. If I'm being honest. 
If they're going to do it, then I guess they both have to do it. I would say if they're going to do it, one person should do it. That's it. And then that person wins. Because nobody kicks out of a finisher. You should not be able to kick out of a finisher. That's the point. It's in the name. Finisher. Unless it's a pay-per-view. Wrestling. (sighs) (laughs) It's the power of the pay-per-view. It gives it gives mere mortals <laughs> mere mortals more power to be able to finish well, <laughs> to get a finisher today. <laughs> Made my job easy. There you go. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, Becky Lynch in the triple threat with Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, amazing match. And we will talk about Becky Lynch in just a few seconds here. Uh, but she has retained, and uh, she's she's not a heel. She's like a, she's a they're they're wanting her to be a heel, but she's. So beloved that uh, even after SmackDown, what happened with SmackDown? See, that's why I'm saying she's not a heel anymore. It's because of all that stuff. She she won't be after all that stuff that happened on SmackDown, which mm-hmm. we'll get to in a sec. Um, and then uh, Roman Reigns and, and Brock Lesnar in just an amazing, amazing match. Uh, not Roman only just the, not only just the match itself, but just because of the sheer brutality of the match, but yeah. the storyline with Heyman I thought was just classic. And like, will he? Will put- he? Won't he? And then his aim for that belt right between the two in the in the ring was great. Go ahead. Yeah. I just want to put a little half check onto bitch you guessing you was right on mine. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I almost called that identically as to what happened. Okay. If you listen back to last week's episode, mm. you will hear me say something about Paul Heyman throwing the title to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Which is half true. All right. So then for... My Goldberg call and half of your call. Bitch, you guessed it. You was right. All right, that's for mine and then for yours. Bitch, you guessed it. All right, cut it. And that's it. All right. That's fine. <laughs> I'll only, take it. You only I'll get half. Take it. <laughs> you only get half. Um, Reigns retains uh, after some uh, chicanery with the Usos and uh, and he came for came for blood the uh, the next night which i you know i give him credit also cuz there was also stories of of the major wrestlers uh getting their own planes and flying in and flying out and uh no issues coming back the very next day uh interesting so that's um that's something to be said considering what happened last time <laughs> and all something the, to celebrate yes to get out of that country and be back home the, the very the very yeah. next day the very next day to uh to do smackdown that's wrestling life man you travel i'm saying more along the lines of oh uh, did you see who i'm assuming this is who brock lesnar flew with but i'm only certain that they had a meal together and who's this brock lesnar the gold standard shelton benjamin all oh, right well because they're good friends right and Baron Corbin. Really? Yeah, right? <laughs> Happy Corbin, huh? <laughs> Happy knew? Corbin. Who knew? With mean old Brock and the gold standard. <laughs> Who knew? Now that's a fucking, that's a faction right that's there. A, that's your faction. <laughs> your B- that's a faction. There's your BSK. Brock Lesnar with, BSK with Happy 2. Corbin 0. as his heater. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> that faction uh, led up by Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman wasn't on that, that flight? He wasn't at that meal. It was not the meal. Oh, the meal. It was just like it was just a <clears throat> candid shot of Brock Lesnar looking intense. I'm pretty sure he saw the guy take the picture because you could just see Brock Lesnar staring right at the guy, had his feet up on another chair. Happy Corbin <laughs> at the head of the table might not have been a good idea. Well, it was funny. 
That's that's an interesting. Uh, interesting. It was an odd pairing. Very odd trio. Well, I, Not I get, the pairing I of, of Brock I, and and Shelton. I get Shelton, but Corbin. One Corbin these, is the one that's like really one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. Uh, so so, kudos to WWE for putting on a a great pay per view um, right in the middle of the afternoon, <laughs> and the, the damn thing went four hours long. Um, they they got their money's worth <laughs> for all those people uh, in Saudi that that were there live. They definitely got their money's worth with that pay per view because that was a long one. Uh, so yeah, so there, there was that, and then shout out to Peacock for being able to pause. Uh, the the live stream Lies. Cool. I like it when that wasn't a thing I can do it on my phone on your phone yeah yeah on the platform I'm pretty no. sure I can do it on the on the on on the Apple TV app as well couldn't do it on on mine that really I couldn't couldn't pause it couldn't rewind it nope yeah nope. I'm not gonna lie I didn't finish Crown Jewel until like six thirty eight almost eight o'clock maybe okay just because I was like I paused it and then I just let it sit for a little bit. That was at work, mm. and on my break, I was like, you know what? Let's let's finish let's this. Get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah, couldn't do it. So I, I cursed them out tremendously uh, until I saw some of the replay, and then I was able to do it there. Uh, that is Crown Jewel, and so that leads into uh, Friday. And whoa, what a Friday! <laughs> what a Friday in how good it was. Also. Uh, the controversy of Friday. Controversy indeed. Yes, controversy indeed. So let's go really quickly. I just want to point out uh, like all the, the major points, obviously, with SmackDown here. So uh, <laughs> the beginning of the night, man, with, with uh, Reigns coming out and uh, touting his his win, also pointing to, uh, to Heyman, uh, basically, you know, what the hell were you thinking? And then Les- calling out Lesnar, Lesnar finally comes out and absolutely destroys everybody, uh, destroys Reigns into the, the post. I audibly screamed when Lesnar chucks Reigns into the, the post on the outside. Um, Same. That should look like it hurt. Like a- <laughs> that should look like it hurt. Uh, there was that, destroying the Usos outside, uh, then officials coming out, him destroying them, uh, destroying, absolutely destroying Adam Pierce. Tearing his pants to the point of uh, uh, disintegration. Uh, thank God he was wearing underwear. Um, yeah, he's basically suspended. Suspended air quotes. I kept uh, on thinking about SpongeBob ripping his pants and like as if Adam Pierce did that on purpose. That was a weird look, and the camera got there and then just like quickly panned up. So the cameramen really know, like for both men and women, for some reason. I gotta listen. I, I have to. They know how to just. Get a crotch be shot there. right there. I be, they know how to, first of all, they know how to be there. And then second of all, the director, whoever's directing the episode, knows how to just quickly just pan out and just go to other camera for the shot. Exactly. That's why I like AEW. They fester on the crotch <laughs> for a little bit, and then they go. <laughs> I think fester is one of the funniest words ever. I, <laughs> I, yeah. I just I thoroughly enjoy the word fester. Uh, it just, the camera just festered on. They fester on crotches. Yeah. AEW crotch fester. So crotch fest. Crotch fest. Can crotch fest. Twenty twenty one. Crotch fest. Twenty twenty one. AEW's new pay per view. There you go. Twenty twenty two. Sorry. Uh, our debut of uh, Drew McIntyre beating uh, Sami Zayn. Who, by the way, Sami Zayn. Uh, I know. First of all, what the hell. Second, he's, he's become the the jobber of the group, which I'm sure at some point 
he will come out of, but it seems like he might be coming out now because he's apparently going for the NXT title. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's apparently going for NXT title. So that might be coming up uh, pretty soon. Where um, did you see that? I read it online. Really? I said, I said read most shit <laughs> online. I missed that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will, well, we'll please hold in on that topic and I'll pull it up. In the meantime, we'll talk about the rest of the stuff here. Uh, the, the, the coronation of King Woods, uh, Kofi Kingston is just the, the biggest ham. I love it. That was, that was great. Uh, Mansoor, once again, defeating Mustafa Ali, uh, the debut of Hit Row, uh, with, uh, Top Dollar and Swerve taking uh, up some jobbers. up Hit Row. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, go on. What, uh. So Hit Row as an NXT act had Swerve, Isaiah Swerve Scott as the ringleader mm-hmm. he was the single star yes and then top dollar and ashanti the adonis were supposed to be the tag stars which right. you know they were in a sense mm-hmm. and then b fab was going to be her own mm-hmm. uh her own single star as well now on the main roster because vince mcmahon likes to do vince mcmahon things mm-hmm. uh top dollar will be the single star hmm. and swerve and ashanti will be the tag team he likes a big boy he likes a big boy. Swerve is a huge single star. He, Swerve is a huge single star, and Top Dollar is is huge. It's just hu- is huge. He's also good. Yeah. He's also really good on the mic. Um, I mean, they're it all is. they're all really good. But uh, yeah, it seemed like Swerve would have been the better lead. But you know, he's a big boy. Vince likes big boys. <laughs> it sounded weird, yeah. but he likes he likes a, a big guy. And uh, yeah, I think Big E put it the best. Uh, but I'll say it as far as it pertains to Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is a big fan of big, meaty men slapping meat together. You know, wrestling. You get it. Wrestling. Thank you for... Yeah, wrestling. Thank you for putting the the tag on the end of that. Wrestling. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> big, meaty men. Um, Back to Sami Zayn. Uh, WWE UK Twitter account announced today, so today, uh, Thursday, that Zayn will challenge Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship during the upcoming WWE UK Tour. Braun Breaker oh, will make a series just, of matches uh, three ways. That's house shows. Yeah. About All to right. take, take place in Liverpool, Leeds, Nottingham, Manchester between November yeah, 7th that, and 10th. That's 10. house shows. Uh, but, you know, after the first of the year, maybe. He's, he's, he's in the show. <laughs> he's on the maybe. tour. He's on the Wait tour. a couple months. They do these things at house shows first. Yeah. And they see how they work, and they yeah. bring them to the, the actual shows. Very true. Um, I would love to see him back in NXT. I mean, the... Me too. Original ska music. Original ska. Like, I don't want this new music that he got. Yeah. <laughs> that was very old man of you. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is old man. Yeah. Uh, happy Corbin <laughs> defeating Shinsuke again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then let's get to the end here. So, we... Uh, <laughs> we... we Fast forward to the end, and so I've always, and I don't think anybody like I'm, I'm, I'm pointing out something new here. I don't think anybody likes this idea of title changes, exchanges. Uh, it's it's awkward. It's stupid. Last one I remember, they did it with uh, New Day and Street Profits. What was the tag titles? They were both faces. They did this this cheesy little thing backstage where they just handed each other the belts and then they went on their ways. Um, okay, it was just it was. Not as awkward as this, but it was still cheesy. It was kind of stupid. Whatever. They made light of it, and that was it. This, on the other hand, 
And the difference being is that Street Profits and New Day don't hate each other uh, legitimately. This, on the other hand, there is legit heat because for a while now, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair have not liked each other. And so they had this thing that was touted all day and all week of this women's title exchange since they both won, or, or Charlotte already had the belt, Becky won at uh, Crown Jewel. So now they're going to have this exchange. And so the only one I think I got wrong, which was I, which actually was wrong, which was this match. I thought that Sasha might have wanted just to keep it on SmackDown. It wasn't the case. Uh, it would have been weird anyway because Charlotte had the belt. So they get in the ring, and you know, uh, uh, Sonya Deville is uh, heading up the whole thing here, and she's legitimately trying to make this as like smooth as possible for something that is just so incredibly stupid. And so... After watching it several times, I've come up with a couple notes <laughs> because I, I've watched it on repeat several times. Because also, um, if you have it on your DVR and like I have on mine, they will record all SmackDowns no matter where it's being broadcast. And on the replay of F- FS1, that whole exchange was edited. So it went from it went from Sonya to uh, where she where Charlotte kind of fumbled with it. Uh, the, the initial fumble, they cut that whole part out. So it went from Sonya getting the belt from Charlotte. They went, it went to a crowd shot. Charlotte was giving her the belts, and then the, the whole weird thing. But let me, I digress. So <laughs> they get in the ring, and Charlotte has the belts, and she's not giving it to Becky, even though Sonya is asking for it. Becky then goes to reach over for the belt, and as Charlotte says in her words, after everything went down, it was an accident that she dropped the belt. She dropped the belt. That is a huge no-no for Vince. And so she says it was an accident. On further replay, you see Becky reach for it, and you see Charlotte just open her hand, and it drops out of her hand. Belt drops. Sonya legitimately, come to find out, is like, pick it up. You pick it up now. <laughs> and so Charlotte does. And you see Charlotte mouth to Sonya, here you go. And so Sonya gives, gets the belt from Charlotte. Becky then goes to... Get, grab the belt and Sonya's like no no give me the belt give me the belt Becky then legitimately throws the belt into Charlotte's chest who then she then ca- she catches it and then she drops that belt on purpose <laughs> she dropped that belt now when she picks up that belt now she goes into her whole spiel about you know Becky two belts we could fight tonight blah 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 if you watch that back first of all Charlotte drops the belt on purpose goes to pick it up and the part of the exchange where she gets on the mic and talks to Becky, there's a camera shot. It's a wide shot. And you see in the bottom right corner, you see Michael Cole with his head in his hands. Uh, he obviously knows that something's going down. And then while that part is... This man is probably screaming in his screaming ear. in his ear. So then they cut away to, to uh, believe it was either Becky or Sonya. They go back to that shot. And now you don't see Michael Cole. You see uh, Pat McAfee leaning back in his chair and you see him tap Cole's arm and he's he's like he can't say anything because he's, he's got a live mic but he's like you see him kind of like give his hands like what what's what's happening here what the fuck dude <laughs> and then after all that Becky didn't doesn't say get, get to say a word because then you get Sasha Banks music I'm sure Vince was backstage like just hit the music go 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 Sasha Banks does her whole spiel. Then Becky Lynch says, I'll see one of you at Survivor Series, throws the mic down in utter disgust, and then walks out. That was the whole exchange, and then Banks and Flair go at it, and that's that. Um, 
So those are my my takeaways for what happened in the moment. What happened backstage though was a completely different scene because they legit had uh, a huge blowout <laughs> backstage. Becky Lynch um, being deemed as a hero for standing up to Charlotte because Charlotte apparently is horrible to work with. Uh, all this news coming out, and uh, she just basically stood up to Charlotte as far as like it's, it's a horrible, a horrible look. Uh, nobody wants to work with Charlotte. Uh, it seems like the only person that is going to be working with, with Charlotte at this point is Sasha Banks. Um, and everybody backstage uh, in the locker room is standing behind Becky Lynch in this, this whole scenario. Uh, there is also stories of, after all this, uh, Charlotte and her inner circle uh, trying to see huh? her, yeah, well, her, her actual friends inner circle. Telling her, like, as far as getting out of WWE, even though she has years, according to uh, Melter, years left on her contract. So there is no chance of an AEW, sorry, <laughs> an AEW reunion with uh, with hubby boy Andrade anytime soon. But, uh, yeah, not not a good look for, for Charlotte right now. All right. <clears throat> I see this going one of two ways from here. I view the situation being either 100% that's what what you just said is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. The other way I seeing see it going is kayfabe. What if this was just all an elaborate ruse? Well, According to many backstage, they legit asked her to leave the building. Also, they asked her to leave the arena. Um, mm-hmm. I get that. Right now, if you have, if you know a certain amount of people, but before, are before what though? dirt sheet riders backstage, right? Before what, like to I, I, get Charlotte a massive to the heat. moon heat, <laughs> massive heat, massive heat. So this is heat that she can't really cash in on with Becky because she's on another brand until they get to Survivor Series. Well, that, okay. That, a month away? Not so, even? So then, okay, then then, then there's your there's your conspiracy. <laughs> there's your conspiracy. Massive heat. I, I tend to believe that with all these uh, articles and stories coming out that it is legit and that people just don't like her and that she also is asking for a lot because of the status that she has, but apparently she doesn't have the same kind of status that people were comparing her to Stone Cold back in the day because Stone Cold would, would pull the same shit. Charlotte um, or Becky? Charlotte. Okay. They're comparing Charlotte to Stone Cold in that Stone Cold, like that the match that he was supposed to have with uh, Brock uh, Lesnar, uh, he basically just pieced out and didn't, didn't yeah. show up. He didn't agree with the storyline, so he didn't show up. And so that's kind of uh, what people are comparing her, her and him to. Although people are also saying that he has the clout, and she does not yet. Um, so there's that. She does not yet. Absolutely. Uh, she may one day. I'll, I'll tell you this. If she goes over to AEW, she has that clout. She has that clout big time if she goes over to AEW. That's a whole whole separate whirlwind of events that would that would take place. And with all this, if, if this heat is real, mm. I would not put it past Nick Khan. To be like she's making how much? Yeah, we can we can get we can do without. We can her. Cut that. 
if uh, she's that much of a nuisance backstage, we can we can do without her. Which is absolutely stupid because she's probably the not probably she is the greatest. She female, is the greatest, the greatest female wrestler of all time. But of all time, uh, uh, her and Trish, her her and Trish, top two, and there's no, there is no argument with that ever. When it comes to three to five, you want to talk top five, we can have a, a long form discussion on it. Sure, but your top two should always be Charlotte and Trish Stratus. Charlotte and Trish. Exchange them back and forth, I, you know, whatever, yes. But you're right, yeah. top two, yes. Whoever you want to put one, the one did it first and she paved the way, or, or Charlotte putting her at one because she blew the door wide open, mm. so to speak, mm. that's that's how it is. She's she's the greatest. She's good. She is good. Uh, so, yeah, this- Which is probably why she thinks she has that clout. She thinks she has Stone Cold clout because she is the greatest women women's wrestler of all time. But the arguments there that st- like other people are ahead of Stone Cold in that argument, right. as far as greatest men professional wrestler of all time. I I would put Flair number one only because of what she's done, Mike Wise off Mike Wise athleticism. Yes, uh, her move set. Like I think she's a little more athletic than Trish. Um, Yes. With, with with what she does, it's also a different time. It also well, it's a different time. You say that, but then look yeah. at like Lita, like Lita and and Charlotte Flair are, are have a pretty similar move set as far as like flips and dips and yeah. all that moon good salt, stuff. all that stuff. Yeah, it's just that Charlotte is better on the mic. Yes. Um. So uh, I, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, also, Sonya Deville upset with her backstage. Um, was so mad that she was ready to fight Charlotte Flair, according to PW Insider. Uh, Lynch confrontation took place in the gorilla position in full view of Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard, among others, and received a lion's share of the attention initially. But Lynch was not the only person upset with Flair. Two different sources described Sonya Deville as mad enough to want to fight Flair, and at one point also having an argument with Flair backstage at SmackDown. Um, in a shoot fight, I'm not going to lie, I might take Sonya. I think I would take Sonya, <laughs> hands down. Um, yes, and so feuding with Sasha Banks at this point, uh, no chance of, of AEW unless K- Nick Khan wants to be stupid enough to release her, which would be absolutely ridiculous. Oh, um, he's stupid enough to do other things. He, this is very true. He's done it before. He'll do it again. Uh, so that is the Charlotte Flair Becky Lynch fiasco. Just absolutely unbelievable. That while we're still on Friday nights, did you hear what happened with Greg Hamilton? Let's talk about Greg Hamilton. Um, Okay. Please go ahead. Yes, he was uh, let go from his uh, this is announcer, so, SmackDown announcer, Greg Hamilton. SmackDown announcer, most notably, uh, will be remembered as Shane the guy who would deliver Shane McMahon's best in the world. That guy, Shane <laughs> McMahon. <laughs> Greg Hamilton has <laughs> been released by the WWE. Yes. It has been an interesting story development over the past couple days. Because mm-hmm. he sent out a tweet earlier this week threatening legal action against WWE fan and famous rap, I guess semi-famous rapper, West Side Gun, for using his voice in a song without his permission. I mean, not really famous, but sure. Go ahead. So I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the article pulled up in front of me. Mm-hmm. But Greg Hamilton took to Twitter and said, Essentially, you're screwed. Uh, I'm gonna if you don't 
you didn't ask for my permission. I'm going to sue you. And then that's just with my lawyers. Imagine if I get the WWE's lawyers into it. And I think they saw that and was like, hey, Greg, listen, Mm. you ain't Hulk. All right. Right. Chill the fuck out. (laughs) Right. Not even Hulk used our lawyers. He was out. He was already. What makes you think we're going to get you involved with us? (laughs) So Greg Hamilton has been released and we shall see come Friday night, tomorrow night. Yeah. Who will be announcing the smacketh down on Fox. Mike Rome. Mike Rome. There you go. Probably it. Pulling double duty. Double duty. Wow, man. That's that that was crazy. Just, I, this, Maybe they get Lillian Garcia back. Give yeah. me a <laughs> That was an unexpected, really good impression. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've practiced that one. Let's talk. Uh, that was that was uh, Thursday. We went to Friday. How about Saturday? How about uh, let's let's talk botches. Ooh, yeah. I mean, right. that's you the only talk botches. The only thing I could take from last Saturday's AEW Dynamite was just the absolute utter botch fest, <laughs> but but super botch. Uh, by one Lance Archer. That yeah, it was not. It was not cool. Mm. I watched. I watched it live. I saw him go for the moonsault. He under rotated and land directly on top, like on the top of his head. So that was this his body was not underneath him, which or, or on top of him, which was good. Mm. But it seems like he tucked his neck for too long. So he came down almost as if he was praying. I don't want this to sound insensitive. Okay. But it, it he came the way he hit the floor, it looked like he was praying to Mecca. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean that with, with all due respect. All due respect. That don't is, kill him. <laughs> that is the uh the position in which he came down on top of his head mm. from the top rope. It wasn't good. It reminded me of when it was Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar, and Lesnar went for that moonsault. Which oh, he, except that one was worse. Except was it? Yes, it was. Because Lesnar landed on his the, the like his face neck area, but Le- this but one he Lesner landed on his landed head with all of his weight on top of him. Right. Archer landed with with. Not so much of his weight on top of him. It was more the momentum. The momentum took his weight down to the ground, but his head went first. Yeah, his head went first. So the, yeah, so uh, he was fighting uh, Eddie Kingston, and Kingston just kind of threw him in the ring and just did the uh, the old pin and get out routine. Yeah, last the time deadliest I, move in in uh, <laughs> professional wrestling and sports entertainment history. Last time I saw that was uh, when FTR when. Uh, when uh, Dax got the uh, the old spear through the arm, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was like a quick like a oh, boom, get out, and let's let's go. Yeah, but with that, it was different Be- because he was in a tag team. They were able to just isolate. Uh, hey, right, he got out to the other side. Right, right. While he's yeah. pouring blood in the corner over there. Uh, next, yeah, that next, was more of a uh, next a Conan situation. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's true. Right, but that that was that was abruptly ended. Uh, the other people were able to take care of the match, but that was abruptly ended. This one, yeah. just Eddie was like, okay, one, two, three, get out. Um, 
and then fans around the around the ring just watching Lance Archer. There were videos of uh, cell phone videos that came online that uh, like he's walking. Oh my, oh my god! Thank God. Yeah. Because um, yeah, that that was when you, when you get Sam when you get a what's his name uh, uh, ringside doc Samson. There you go. Ringside Doc Sampson. See, I put it together. Chris Sampson? No. Doc Sampson. Doc Sampson. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was trying to Ringside. put Doc, Doc Sampson. <laughs> was, oh, it, that was my yeah. mental way of getting from point A to point C. So Doc Sampson was was there. When you, every time you get him in the ring, man. Ringside, doctor, doctor Doc, Doc Sampson. Doc Sampson, that's it. See, I get it. I get it. That's how I work. <laughs> my brain works. Uh, he's, it's like, you know, checking him out, like, holding his, his like, grab my finger, like, you know, squeeze my finger like that. That's some scary shit. Uh, yeah. Going through that stuff, he was there for for a good minute. Um, yeah. So, that I mean, that's that my takeaway from Saturday Night Dynamite, other than than ratings <laughs> and and them losing, um, was that Archer just? I appreciate the them year. at least giving knowledge to it. Like they they acknowledged it. They acknowledged what? Uh, him landing on his head. Well, how could you not? <laughs> and the damn yeah. thing was was like so blatant. But with the WWE, he would have just like it would have just been, oh, we'll just keep the camera on Eddie for five minutes while right. he gets checked out. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and have Eddie fight with the fight with Bryce Remsburg about what's going on. I mean, listen, in that moment though, it's hard to, I guess you know WWE has continuities, but it's hard to do that when I, I I don't know the the production aspect of it, even though I'm very interested in that kind of thing. But when something like that happens, it's so like in the moment. Like you're like, oh, what do we do now? What do we do? I'm sure they're backstage scrambling, and they're like, just mm-hmm. keep it on here. Like, there's really got we have nothing else. They're they're in the ring. Uh, I mean, I think I still think it's it was a great it was a good move to do because I think it's insensitive to have uh, I don't know, random wrestler Moxley cut a promo backstage while this guy's almost paralyzed in the ring. So, you know, was it was it uh, awkward? Yeah, but probably you know in, in the in the long run, uh, just for. For social media's sake, <laughs> not to get secured by other people, uh, having other shit going down while this guy's still stuck in the ring, not being able to move. So, yeah. so there's that. Uh, was there anything else of note for Dynamite? Not Saturday for me. That uh, was all that I have. So there was that. Lance, Ar- Lance Archer, thank God, is able to uh, to move there. Um, talks about Crown Jewel. Uh, and SmackDown. We get into Halloween Havoc. And Halloween Havoc. Let's do that. Um, I'd like to... Let's start off... Well, let's start off from the beginning. And i also like to give a shout-out to uh, uh, one Persia Parada. Um, Excuse me, who? Look at that booty. Show me the booty. Give me the booty. I want the booty. Back up the booty. I need the booty. I like the booty. Oh, what so she booty. is... Oh, yeah, now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> she it was the tag team partner for uh, Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell. And, uh, man, speaking of camera work. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Speaking, Hang speaking on. of camera work and costumes, good for no, her. No, it's just the costume. <laughs> okay. You could have a wide-angle shot. You could have the top of the ring. Uh-huh. You could have a camera on top of the ring, and you're still going to go, she's got a wedgie. She's got a huge wedgie. A huge one. <laughs> that she's not correcting <laughs> the entire no, match. <laughs> and we ain't going to tell nah, I'm not it. telling anything. Man. Persia. Bravo. Bravo. This is from one, two, two, few. two purrs to topic, Persia. Gigi Dolan. Oh, Gigi, Bravo. Gigi Dolan. 
Bravo. Congratulations. Hats off. Hats off to Darby Allen. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Who they may or may not be divorced at this point or got back together. Yeah, I think that's how that story. (laughs) I think they're not together, but they possibly. No, but they were at some point. So bravo to Darby Darby at some point. (laughs) Good for you. Uh, JC Jane, Gigi Dolan, your new NXT women's tag team uh, champions. Toxic attraction. Toxic attraction. And that should have been the uh, kind of a note to what the hell the rest of the night was going to go. Yeah, uh, we knew it was happening. Yeah, we knew it was happening. By the way, also, uh, I was thinking about this while this match was going on. That NXT, and I'm, I'm sure I thought about this before. NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Uh, that statement there. NXT having Women's Tag Team Champions. Completely diminishes WWE's Women's Tag Team Champions. Because the whole point of it was to go from brand to brand. And then you yep. nix that by putting your own Tag Team Women's division here and with belts uh so yeah so the point is just moot as far as like them being able that's to how travel we should have known so, that so nxt stupid. was going to be considered the low level the the developmental yeah right yeah that's when we should have known to be like hey this whole nxt thing was good while it lasted it, it was so now <laughs> from the black and gold to uh to the rainbow brand to the paint splatter paint splatter brand brand <laughs> So we have new uh, toxic uh, attraction, new new tag team champs. Um, Joe, Joe Gacy, I, you know, I give <laughs> I give credit to NXT for kind of putting out the uh, the troll aspect of things, and so Joe Gacy is just one big troll <laughs> in that he's trolling cancel culture. He's trolling uh, just everything that is cancel culture, and uh, I, I think it's funny. <laughs> I think it's funny as hell. Um, that he comes in, he has his his like his Bible rhetoric, and then he comes in and, and he's a bad guy, and he just kicks everybody's ass. Um, I love it, and he, I, I I like his style too because it's just kind of like very stiff <laughs> with with his moves. I, I I'm starting to appreciate him. Um, I thought he was in the UK. I thought that's where he came from at first. Was he not? Was I he? he was just I thought he was just from the indie scene. I didn't think he was from. He could have been. I remember there being a Gacy in the UK. I just don't remember. That was him. Uh, let's see. Roger Strong defeating Odyssey Jones. Uh, up, up, up. Mandy Rose and Raquel Gonzalez. Kudos to Mandy Rose, uh, not only for defeating Raquel Gonzalez and being becoming the new NXT Women's Title uh, holder. She's for the first time as a, with a belt for Mandy yes, Rose. Yes, her first, uh, her first championship. And in, good for her in, under the WWE. Band. It never came as a tag team with Sonya. It. She had to go to NXT, and she's she has done more with NXT in this short period of time and for her career than the entirety of her WWE run. Yeah, there's there's a hot take because um, it's not it's not a hot take. It's it, true. People might disagree. I'm just saying that it's 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 fact. Like she was middle of the road up in Raw and SmackDown, came down to NXT, and is now your champ. So. Yeah, and not only is she the champ, but she put on a hell of a match with Raquel Gonzalez. This is the first time I've seen her in a match where she had some sort of brutality going through tables. Um, yeah, yeah, she. I mean, she put on a, a match with Raquel, man, and uh, it, it came, there's a reason why she won tough enough that year. If she's she's tough enough, she came down to enough. came down to a, a surprise attack from a hooded figure with a shovel, <laughs> and it turned out to be the Dakota Kai. So she is back. Uh, in NXT, and uh, I thought there was going to be a fourth member of Toxic Attraction. That's where I thought that was going. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But we have a Toxic Attraction. It holds all all the gold. We have a new uh, UE 
the 2.0 in, in Toxic Attraction, just the women's. I'm women's okay side. with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so congratulations to Mandy Rose. Uh, congratulations well, to Mandy, Mo, Mandy Rose and also having the body of a champion. Westchester's own. Wow. Westchester's own Mandy Rose. Yeah, um, Iona. Iona College's own. Iona College's own Mandy Rose is your new NXT champion. Speaking of champions, they were belts just flying back and forth. So Imperium has defeated MSK. We have new NXT tag team champions. I'm saddened by this. I am also, uh, 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 while enjoying this match, um, also trying to figure out, and they tried to explain it also on the, on the, the broadcast as to why MSK uh, is so disliked. Uh, have you heard this story? Disliked? You, he, they, boo him, they boo them all the time. Really? Yes. I miss it. I, I don't <laughs> really? get. I don't get all the entrances. Sometimes. Sometimes I have to take a pee pee break. <laughs> Which is okay. Next next time they come out, just notice. Even during this whole run, they were getting booed left and right. Um. Hmm. Yeah, it was just uh, it, it, the idea of of MSK. Maybe they're suffering from Cody Rhodes treatment. They they're were uh, shoved down our mouths. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I had it written down here. Um, they were they, it, people were understanding why they were getting such heat because they were they were face of the the tag team division, and probably the best tag team in all of all of WWE. That includes all brands. Um, according to this, this report, and wait, and again, uh, if you watch them coming out, they they're constantly getting booed. MSK have been receiving a negative reaction from the crowd since their debut on the Black and Gold brand back in January. Uh, Body Slam reported on a Reddit post that gives a possible explanation behind the crowd's heat. With MSK, um, we mentioned a tweet by Nash Carter sent out three years ago. The one half of MSK had criticized a spot that included a teenage girl who took a choke oh slam at an indie show. The girl was none other than oh Izzy, a 13-year-old who got visibly upset during the Sasha Banks versus Bailey match at NXT TakeOver Respect. Oh, boy. Uh, the post alleges that Izzy's parents took offense to Carter's words and later managed to turn a group of vocal NXT fans against the current tag team champions. Uh, the rumor has been going around on social media since this year's February. Uh, oh, boy. Let's see here. Some sources went as far as saying that the NXT management asked the parents as well as their sympathizers to change places ahead of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver because they were caught on camera with anti-MSK masks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Chance. Not masks. Anti-MSK chants. NXT <laughs> officials reportedly... That would be funny, too, if they could buy MSK. <laughs> MSK sucks masks. NXT yeah. officials reportedly got wind of this from an audience member who apparently overheard... Conversation. Oof. Uh, the, sor- the sources. Oh, even even goes further. The sources added that the seating of the contingent has since been changed, and they were were no longer sitting on their usual seats following the NXT pay per view. One member of the group allegedly asked the others to direct your dad's dead chant towards Carter. Wow! Wow! Damn, they got real. <laughs> they heat. got real heat. I was unaware of this. Jeez. Yeah. I. I. I Read this before you know, a couple weeks ago, but yeah, I, I forgot to mention it. But since they lost the belts, well, I wanted to mention it now. Um, yeah, just <laughs> just some weird shit with that whole thing. So, I mean, out of the gate, that's just you're you're, you're dead to rights. So they might as well fly into the skin now. Just put MSK as a, as a heel faction. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it's. Although, where's my GYV at? Huh? I know. Yeah, where, where are they at? Where are they at? Uh, this match also with Imperium and MSK uh, was a lumberjack match. And on a side note, uh, they had a spot with uh, it was Carter and I want to say uh, Eichner. 
I could be wrong, but I remember it is Carter and Eichner, and they had a spot where yeah. it was in the corner. Uh, Eichner was on the top corner uh, turnbuckle, and the two of them flew off towards the announce table, and the lumberjacks who were supposed to catch them at that point because parted like it was the Red the Sea, the Red Sea, and hit the ground hard as hell, and yep. uh, it, it was not a good look. Um, it also got Matt Riddle's attention because he went on to social media uh, uh, yelling and bitching and moaning about that that botched spot because um, that, that did not look good. But Imperium takes away the belts. Also, uh, I'd like to mention, go, going all the way back, speaking of incredibly insane spots, I totally forgot to mention the uh, NXT Women's Tag Team Champions uh, part. Since it was a ladder match, you had Io Shirai on top of the... the a scare way to hell match. A scare way to hell. Io Shirai on top of the ladder going for the belts. And by the way, if we can teach everybody when it's into a ladder match how to look more convincing as to not grabbing the belts as just you swatting away like you're a bat with a, a, a cat with a, a ball, um, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> There's got to be a way to make it look more realistic like you're trying to grab the belt without taking it off the, the thing. They were, just, like, they were scared to touch it. It, that was the one flaw if I had to get a flaw with this this match but that's interesting really quick because yeah. I thought that they some of those women actually did pretty well when it came to making believe as if they were to grab it you right think before so? someone it came. just looked like I don't they, know, there were more, a couple but... that were there a little bit too long and someone missed their spot for sure mm-hmm. but some of them were rather convincing being like oh she's getting up there she oh, she's getting up a there hand then... on it and then oh okay the guy came it just seemed like that lady came by him. taking she way too her. long to to do it. Um, but there was a spot where Io Shirai, she was on top of the ladder. Indy, Indy Hartwell came, pushed, and there was another ladder set up from the the commentator table to the ring. She pushed Io Shirai off the ladder. She fell over the top rope, back first onto that one ladder, and splattered all over that thing. Yeah. Good God. They need to teach... Uh... See, I don't think that was a botch so much because no, Io Shirai is okay. I'm not calling that a botch. I'm just calling. I call that more oh. of a like a just a very intense spot. <laughs> I'll, I'll, it was I'll intense, say. but I would say uh, Io Shirai needs to teach people how to take spots like that because boy, was that convincing. That was very convincing. She just she obviously out for the rest of the match. Excuse me, but man, that, that was a hell of a spot. Um, main event NXT Championship with Braun Breaker taking on Tommaso Ciampa. I, I did appreciate the uh, God of War ensemble on Champa. Uh, yeah. I mean, we we knew what was going to happen with this match, but uh, kudos, I, did we? That Braun Breaker was going to lose. I th- listen. I mean, it was it was a great match, but I didn't think at any point he was going to win this this belt. Going into it, going into tonight, I had convinced myself that Braun Breaker was going to win that title. Didn't <laughs> you were the, the only one? <laughs> the I don't only. think I was. That you thought Braun Breaker was going to beat Tommaso Ciampa in his first match, first championship match. Tell me that's not a Vince McMahon thing to do. Go ahead, tell me it's not, not when Ciampa just got the belt, dude. Like he just got it. It's Ciampa though. Okay. He doesn't he? He like it's not going to ruin him. No, no. I completely disagree. I'll tell you what though, my feelings changed when Ciampa came out in the God of War fucking gimmick. Yeah, well, I was like, oh boy, yeah, Braun Breaker's probably not winning this one. Yeah. That was a great match, though. That was a great Braun match. Breaker. Braun, not- this is a classic. This is a classic example of going over versus getting over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa went over in the match. We all know that mm-hmm. Tommaso Ciampa won. He retained the title. Braun Breaker got over in the match in a big way. 
I also love the storytelling with Chucky in the back. <laughs> Have you watched that show, by the way? No. It's very good. I don't do I don't do horror. I don't I don't do that stuff. You don't do that stuff. Fair enough. I don't do that stuff. It was I very good. Final Destination. That's that's my limit. <laughs> you don't do horror movies. No. So you don't watch I watched the, the, the Halloween Kills for you? Manor once. It, I, it wasn't for me. No Halloween Kills for you. I had to. I was in fucking high school. I had to go for a smoke break. I was like, "This is too intense. This is too intense. I can't do it." There was one in Connecticut too. It was the haunting of something. Uh, whichever one took place in Connecticut. I don't know why I remember it was Connecticut, but I just remember. What about Amityville Horror? Long Island Zone? No? Nope. Nope. You, Not for me. You chicken, Not for me. You chicken shit. Horror movies and roller coasters. I'm out. What? I'm out. <laughs> roller coasters, man. Nope. Just went I to, don't do them. I went to... Uh, I do Disney. That's it. I went to Six Flags Great Adventure on Sunday and rode the world's tallest roller coaster in King Ka that they have there. A thing shoots you out uh, 0 to 120 miles an hour in nice. so it's like a second. And nice. it goes up 428 feet, brings you straight down. It was amazing. Um, See, here's the thing. I love speed. But do you like heights? I don't. I hate heights. I'm, I'm definitely afraid of heights, but I love roller coasters, which is very weird. I, I hate heights. I don't do upside down. And I just, that, I don't do it. You're a fun guy. And, uh, and, but I love, I love speed. I, it's weird. Like, so you, you like, would think also, also, uh, I was 500 pounds at one point. Right. So I had just put it into my head. Hey, listen, you ain't ever going on a fucking roller coaster again. <laughs> and I was okay with that. Uh, I was perfectly okay with that sentiment. I was like, Joe, you're never going to be able to go on a roller coaster again. Is that such a bad thing for you? I don't think so. But now that you lost all this, now that you lost all this weight, it's time to. Uh, nah. Yeah, it's time. Nah. We're going to Six Flags. Nah. We'll go to Philly. Get a cheesesteak. Ooh, see, now you're talking my style. <laughs> Let's go to Philly, get a cheesesteak. I'll go on a roller coaster after and vomit everything. And vomit everything. <laughs> yeah. Why is it raining whiz? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all brown and yellow. It's gross. Yeah. God, and on that note, fun Is times. that an onion that just fell on <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> It's a good... It's a chewed up onion. It's just so gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. To Sons of Slam. Is there anything else before we we head out on this uh, this Thursday, uh, October twenty eighth, before Halloween? What do you get? What do you, you uh, What are you going as? What me? Yeah. Um. So it's I have one costume option. Okay. I bought a ridiculously colorful gold and black uh tracksuit <laughs> okay so i'm gonna have a white beater underneath it so you're you're going as someone that lives in queens uh yeah got it all right i'm going as someone who lives in queens my thought was going to be uh um russian gangster <laughs> okay Again, right? someone who lives in Queens. I would have gone. I would have gone like three quarters zip sure. on on the on the sweatshirt. Sure, sure. Chest lettuce hanging out. Chest lettuce. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's probably what it is. The, the Adidas, probably what it's going to be. The Adidas. I was a Chola one year. That was fun. Oh my god, it was good. Yes. Then it's not till I'm. Uh, Stephen is having a get together for Halloween, but it's like November fifth. 
I, I still so, still understand. That. And it's a fourth annual one that that him and his lovely fiance have done. Don't understand. Well, have fun with that. I will. I, I mean, I'm going to go after work, so it's going to be fun going going to work dressed in a fucking yellow tracksuit, pretty much. <laughs> That's going to be great. You know what I was thinking? If I if I do it the right way, I like the way the way the tracksuit looks. I might just say that I'm Cuban Pete. You know what I mean? Mm. King of the Roomba beat. Chick, chick, <laughs> I'm going to just carry maracas with me. Chick, chicky, boom, chick, chicky, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Desi Arnaz. <laughs> what a legend. You see the... Uh, the last thing. Uh, yeah, the last please. thing I want to get to in wrestling before before we go. The main event last night in uh, Dynamite. Yes. It was the Dark Order. All right, yes. Eva Luno, Stu Grayson, John Silver, and Cole Kamada. Boom, boom. Uh, I had a great they were facing the Dark Order. I, I mean, the elite, elite. Sorry, I had a great appreciation for the elite and their costumes because I love okay, yeah. Ghostbusters so much. But yes, yeah. So the elite did come out as Ghostbusters, full on with the Ghostbusters theme. Love it. Love that Tony Khan is willing to just throw money. Throw money here. Get, hey, where's Ray Parker Jr. Here, take some money. We're gonna use your just song. to get one for one one use song. Yeah, yeah. One use for a song. Yep. Uh, Silver had a huge pop. Chaos broke down. But Hangman has been reunited with his friends. Hangman was in a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man costume <laughs> for the entire match until the reveal. It was great. That's great. It was great. <laughs> He's going to win this at uh, Full Gear, isn't he? He's going to win yeah. the belt. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's I would happening. put all my money on it. It's, it's, uh, it's happening. And on that note... Guys, thank you so very much. We're looking forward to uh, all things wrestling, see more drama and uh, unfold for SmackDown tomorrow, see uh, what happens with Charlotte Flair. And uh, I, I would love if Sasha Banks pulls some sort of like uh, you know, break third wall, uh, kind of break down, the, <laughs> break down the wall as far as like covering up what happened. Because since everybody knows, uh, she should make mention on some sort of promo <laughs> of, uh, yeah. of the heat that she has. Um, but yeah. It's interesting to see that and uh, full gear all coming up. So we will talk about all that uh, next week. Guys, thank you so very yes, much uh, for listening. Please tell your friends, tell your families, and, and tell your loved ones about Sons of Slam, even though they don't like wrestling. Uh, they like us, and that's all that matters. Guys, thank you so very much. SoundCloud, and Spotify, clean, Apple Podcasts, yes. Clean the uh, crumbs underneath your cushion. <laughs> if nothing else, that is what we have learned. That's it. Hit us up on Twitter, please. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think as far as all things uh, wrestling. Uh, still getting a ton of uh, inquiries about uh, becoming the new co-host. Uh, so there's that. Um, yes, go ahead. Go ahead. As he comes Don't right... Don't you dare <laughs> fucking get me started. Don't you dare. As he comes right up to the camera. So angry. Angry youth. Don't you dare. Angry youth. I'm not even going to let you finish the... I'm not even going to let you answer this question. How many times have you watched Dynamite in the past month? Have a good night, have everybody. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> The Sons of Slam podcast.